Hey, I'm Judah. You're about to hear a message about Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope it is an encouragement to you personally. I want to remind you if there's anything we can do to serve you, please go to churchhome.org. Join us on Pastor Chat. We want to ensure that you feel loved and cared for. All right, let's get to it. Here's the message. Hey, Church Home family, it's an honor and a privilege to spend a little time with you and open up the Word of God to see what Jesus has in store for us. Before we get into the scripture, I just want to say that me and my wife, Jen, absolutely love your pastors and think the world of them and how God is using them in this season and uh, just allowing uh, their lives to transform and change the lives of millions around the world. And so again, honored and privileged to be able to take this time to unpack this idea, this thought uh, that God has placed on my heart. And we're gonna be in Philippians chapter three, uh, really beginning at verse 12. And I'll be reading from the NIV version. And the scripture says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, do not consider myself to have taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of these things. What Paul is saying here is that no matter what we've been through in our past, we have to leave the past behind us and stretch towards the hope, the heavenly hope in our future. When we read this, we're not looking at this from the lens or from the perspective of what we would consider worldly hope, which is uh, that there's an odd chance that it may or may not happen. Uh, at the end of hope, the way we use it here is, I hope so, which is an indicator uh, of doubt somewhere in the equation. But this hope that Paul is talking about is a expectation in God to deliver on his promises. And he's also telling us the only way that we can press forward is to leave the past behind us. One of the things that I want you to realize and uplift from this scripture is his focus is heavenward. He's not more concentrated on time than he is eternity. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down just kind of as a reminder as you're studying this, as you're chewing on this throughout the week. And it is this, if you make time more important than eternity, you lose out on both. Oftentimes we consider and we really hold God to this standard of our time. And we ask God to deliver things based upon our timeline. And the reality is, is God does not operate off time. But here's what God does. God honors it. So he gives us 365 days full of promises for us to unpack and understand the uniqueness and the necessity of eternity. But if we make time more important than eternity, then we lose out on both. 
Have you ever noticed that time is one of the only things that you can watch and it still slips away from you? You ever think about this, that you can't control time. You can't tell it to stop. You can't tell it to go. You can't tell it to fast forward. You can't tell it to rewind. You can't pause time. And so if we cannot control time, how in the world do we think that we can manage it? The reality is, is God is not asking us to manage our time. God is asking us to steward it. And if we steward our time well, then God takes that time and he gets the most out of it. Paul is saying, no matter what I've been through, no matter the hardship, and I know that we've been in seasons of hardship, we've been in seasons of strain, Paul is saying, no matter those things that I've encountered, I have to leave those things behind and I stretch towards something greater. I stretch towards something more powerful. In February of this year, I was playing basketball and I ruptured my Achilles tendon. And as soon as it happened, I knew immediately what it was. And one of the first questions that the surgeon asked me was, did you stretch? And my response was yes. He said, well, how well did you stretch? I said, I stretched to the best of my ability. Then the next question he asked me really was a humbling question. He says, well, did you stretch appropriate to your age? And I said, well, what does that mean? He says, the older you get, the longer you have to stretch. And as I think about that in relation to the scripture, as we grow in the things of Christ, as we grow deeper into our relationship with Jesus, we have to stretch longer. We have to stretch harder to obtain those things that he desires for us to receive. We have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We have to keep our focus fixed on him. Here's why. If we lose our focus, if focus is broken, distractions begin to look like opportunities. And we begin to see things from our lens instead of the lens of Jesus. Paul is saying here, continue to stretch. One thing that I have to do, I have to leave the past behind. He's saying here, you have to have selective memory. I have a five-year-old son, and he has selective memory. He picks and chooses what he desires to remember. A few weeks ago, I told him to clean up his room, and five minutes later, I go into his room, and his room is not clean. And I said, Max, didn't I tell you to clean up your room? And he says, oh, I forgot. Selective memory. In this season of your life, you have to have selective memory. You have to be so concentrated and focused on where you're headed that it doesn't matter what has happened, the mistakes, the, the trip-ups, the hang-ups, the areas that you've fallen in your past because you're pressing towards the mark. In this season, it's so important that you continue to take those steps for because the reality of our lives is that we're never really at a standstill. We're either taking steps towards our destiny or we're being pulled back into our comfort. Paul is saying here, if you 
can stretch, if you can strain, if you can pursue after what it is that Jesus desires for you, then you can become more like him. Jesus, the greatest of all time, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the one who finished it before he started it had to stretch. If you recall on the cross, he stretched left to right and on his left side, there's one man and on his right side, there's another. And there is Jesus in between being the bridge, being the glue that holds it all together. And just as Jesus stretched for us, we have to continue to stretch for what Jesus desires for us. If you're taking notes again, I want you to write this down. Your future really begins when you stop discussing the past. Did you know that your unwillingness to pursue your future, your unwillingness to pursue your destiny, disqualifies you from it. Don't allow comfort to be the prison that holds you back from God's plan and God's will for your life. I have this saying and something that I've based and lived my life by for the last 19 years, and it's this. My destiny is moving towards me at the speed of my obedience. When I am obeying the will of God, when I am obeying the plan of God, when I am chasing after what God desires for me to chase after, my destiny moves towards me. And here's the truth for you. If you are unwilling to let go of yesterday, it'll be very difficult for you to grab a hold of today. Yesterday is in the tomb. Tomorrow is in the womb. But today has been birthed for you to grab a hold of. Can you leave behind the old you long enough to give birth to who God is calling you to be? Your future begins when you stop discussing your past. Here's why looking back is so discouraging. Because looking back encourages the possibility of going back. When I think about my injury, when I think about the pain, when I'm in physical therapy and I think about all the different things that I have to do, it takes me back to a moment where I could not see myself regaining strength to push forward. But the moment that I release what happened and I step into what it is that's in front of me, I get the strength to finish whatever it is that my physical therapist has me doing. And make no mistake about it, it's painful, it's inconvenient, it's uncomfortable. But as long as I keep my mind on the current assignment and not the necessary injury that has happened to me, I can step into healing. I can step into uh, recovery. I can step into becoming what I know is possible when I release what happened to me. Do you know what happened to you, the injury that you have uh, acquired, the, the hurt, the pain, the, the, the situation, the season that you may have endured and lived through? Something that was meant to hurt you one time can hurt you a lifetime if you continually revisit it and pull the scab off of it. 
I believe in this season family that God desires for us to move past it. And what Paul is saying here is, I'm not there yet. I have not achieved all that I want to achieve. I have not been uh, perfected in this body. I'm not perfect. I'm still pursuing after the things of God. But let me encourage you with this. I have to leave things behind. I have to leave seasons behind. I have to leave circumstances behind. I have to leave situations behind in order for me to pursue all that Jesus desires for me to pursue. Did you know you can enter into a new season and bring the bricks from your old season and rebuild the same house in a new day, in a new season that Jesus never intended for you to build. Leave the old and the old, grab a hold of the new, and step into what it is that God desires for you to step into. Paul speaks of maturity in this passage of scripture. And he details to us when we are walking, when we are running, when we are reaching after what it is that Jesus has for us, something that's so powerful. The third thing that I want you to write down, this is how you know when you are reaching, when you're pursuing, when you're chasing after Jesus. You know that you are maturing when your miracles happen more than your mistakes do. I know when I'm maturing in the things of God. I know when I'm growing. I know when my roots are digging deeper, when my miracles happen more than my mistakes. Whenever I find myself in a season where I'm making more and more mistakes, I understand that I have to now spend more time in the presence of Jesus. Whenever I'm being led by my emotions, not that God did not create us with emotions, but he did not create us to be led by them. Whenever I'm being led by my emotions, I have to get back into the presence of Jesus because my spirit man is crying out to lead my life. Sometimes we spend more time feeding, talking about clothing, the one thing that we can't take with us into eternity, and that's our flesh. We talk about what we eat and the diets that we're on and the workout regiments that we are fulfilling. We talk about the clothes that we put on this body. We we talk about the hair that this body uh, carries and all these various different things, and we put so much emphasis on this body And this body is the one thing that we can't take with us into eternity. Hear me, family. Let's put the same emphasis on our spiritual man, on our relationship with Jesus. Paul is saying here, you're not striving for perfection, but you are striving for progress. When you grow deeper, when you push closer to what it is Jesus wants for you, that's when you are reaching. That's when you're stretching. That's when you are pursuing after the high calling of Jesus Christ. But here's the reality. We're not there yet. Just as Paul is saying here, I'm not there yet. This is a man that's written three-fourths of the New Testament. He's, he's seen incredible things. Jesus has used him to do remarkable things. We still read and look at his teachings from the lens of how we can apply scripture to our life. And even Paul is saying to us, I'm not there. I have not achieved it. I have not obtained it, but there is one thing that I do. And so if Paul is saying that there is one thing that we can do, then we have to pay attention. And the one thing that Paul is telling us is to leave the past behind us so that we 
can pursue what God has in front of us. Family, I want to pray with you. And I just want to set myself in agreement with some of us that are in this moment and we understand the need to draw closer to Jesus. And the reality is, is for some of us, we're in various seasons of life. Some of us may be in mountaintop seasons and others of us may be in valley seasons. No matter what season you're in, the reality is we still need Jesus. And so for those that desire to draw closer, for those that desire to lean in deeper, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I step away from myself to become more like you. I repent and turn away from my sin. And Jesus, I ask that you would make me new again. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, it's been an honor to unpack this scripture with you. And until the next time, know that God loves you, I love you, and I'll see you very soon.